Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire, where coaches learn skill mastery, business mastery, and life mastery at a whole new level. If you're ready to create a meaningful coaching business that makes a difference, you're in the right place. And now your host, Master Coach Instructor, Molly Claire. Okay, so I'm so excited about this episode. As I was coordinating with everyone coming on today, I started wondering if this is going to be the most fun podcast that I've ever done on this episode because, or on this, um, on this podcast, because I have these three amazing women here today who have a unique niche. And I feel like in a lot of ways kind of have a bold message, which is really fun. So I'm really excited about this. Hello, Ashton, Ashley, and Amanda. How are all of you? Hello. Hello. Good. Good. So today's episode, I wanted to highlight these coaches because in all the coaches that I follow, there are a lot that stand out for different reasons. And all of these coaches have a pretty bold message. So Ashton is an intuitive eating coach, and she goes kind of against the grain of the dieting rules and says some really bold things about some dieting things that seem to be really good things, right? But actually, it's not the best thing for our mental health. So I'm going to have you tell more about that in a minute, Ashton, but I'm obsessed with her posts. And, um, Ashley, when we reached out to Ashley about this, she said, I'm passionate about periods. (laughs) When I heard that, I just about fell out of my chair because it's just, (laughs) she talks all about hormones and your menstrual cycle and just talks about those things that we don't really talk about, but so important. And Amanda is a sex coach, intimacy coach. I'm not sure what you what you would say, but what would sex you say, coach. Amanda? Sex, sex coach. coach. Okay. <laughs> Amanda is a sex coach and specifically for Christian women and more specifically, mostly LDS women. Yes. Yes. And, and you talk about a lot of kind of sex in a more bold way than most people in those communities are used to, I would say. And I know I heard your episode about um, boudoir photography, which is just a little out there for your population. And I love it. So I'm just excited to talk with all of you and have all of my listeners get to know you amazing women. So I gave an overview, but I'm just going to go around. Ashton, tell us a little bit more about what you do and why you do it. So like you said, I am an intuitive eating coach and I help women find healthy thoughts and behaviors as, as it relates to food and their body. Uh, helping them identify and reject the diet mentality and to just have a healthier relationship with food and their bodies. Um, And I do it because I think a lot of us can probably identify with this reason, but it's something that I struggled with personally. And that in and of itself was a very motivating reason for me to share my experience. Yeah. Well, I think as so many women, I know I relate to this just kind of obsession about what am I eating? What's going in my body? What are the ingredients? What are the calories? Right. And so I know for a while, Ashton, your profile picture on Instagram was you eating a donut. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. It was me eating a donut. And I think for the exact reason that you said, it just, I do like to be bold. And so it kind of goes against what uh, mainstream diet culture might say is good for you. Yeah. But really, as I mean, I know you speak to this, having a donut or having something once in a while or in portions that are not going to be detrimental to you is really good for you, right? 
Yeah. In the absolutely. sense of, yeah, kind of that freedom. So love it. Okay. Ashley, how about you? Okay. Tell us. <laughs> okay. So I am a menstrual and hormone coach. So I help women understand their hormones, the fluctuations of hormones and really use their hormones to create a life that they love because your hormones control everything that's happening in the body. When you understand what's happening in the body, then you can really take care of yourself in a whole new way, but we're not really taught the science of that or taught to really embrace our hormones. You know, we're really taught to kind of fight against them. Yes, Um, totally. And so, and I have endometriosis, so I have always had really painful periods and now that I'm 41 and I'm kind of in that perimenopause stage, like hormones are again, like a huge thing. And like, it's a topic that women want to know about, but nobody's talking about it, you know? Yeah. And, and so I love to provide that safe yeah. space for women to really have the discussion. Well, and I think, like you said, we're, I think we are, we're kind of taught like hormones and moods as are a bad thing. Yes. Right. So when you say use your hormones to create your best life, it's like, wait, what? I thought hormones were a problem, something I needed to control and maintain and kind of deal with, which is probably why we don't talk about it a lot. Right. Yes. There's so much negativity associated with our hormones and we don't give any of any credit to our hormones for the good things. Mm, about us or in our lives, you know? Yes. So um, there's just so much negative connotation with it. But when you understand, I call it like your divine creation or your divine design. When you understand that, then you really can embrace it. And it's a lot of fun. Oh, I love it. Love it. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. Okay. (laughs) Amanda, tell us about you. Yeah. So I grew up in a home where we didn't talk about sex. And sex kind of became this taboo thing in my life where I thought it sexuality and spirituality didn't mix Mm -hmm. and spirituality is really important to me. So the fact that they didn't mix for a very long time was really hard. And Mm -hmm. I really struggled in my first marriage for a long time with sex. I didn't like it. I hated it. I didn't have an orgasm for like 12 years. Mm -hmm. And so when I, our marriage was really, really struggling. And I was like, well, maybe if I get things better in the sexual department, then our marriage will get better. And so I started learning about my body and learning about sex. And I actually learned to love sex, but my marriage was still bad. (laughs) So we ended up getting divorced anyway, but my second husband and I have created a wonderful sexual relationship. And so that's really what I love to do is help women see that sexuality and spirituality don't have to be separate, that they're actually very interconnected. And so I am, you know, I work mostly with members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but I have about a third of my clients are not, they're just somewhere in either the conservative Christian community or just women who tend to be more conservative in nature. Mm -hmm. And because I talk very boldly about sex and all things sex, but I also do it in a way that's very value-based. So um, that's really appealing to a lot mm-hmm. of you know my clients. Yeah, I think that's what makes it really unique. I love yeah. it. I I grew up in a home where sex was talked about very openly. <laughs> good. So I don't. It, it is good, right? My kids sometimes when I talk about it openly, they're like, "Mom, really?" And that's what I used to say to my mom too. Right? right? Yes. Mom, really? I don't want to hear this. But 
I realize what a benefit that was to me because I don't, you know, have those fears around it, but it's, it's kind of a big deal when yeah. you, like you said, if sexuality and spirituality clash and you have that spirituality, how do you have both? So I love yes. it. Yeah. And with what all of you women have said, I know my listeners can hear this. All of you are really here about empowering women and giving them freedom in their lives and almost that sense of like feeling more capable of creating what they want in their life and a good relationship with themselves. So mm -hmm. this is yes. why I love all of you. I love this. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your personal stories as well. I think it it's, you know, makes such a difference when you have that personal aspect. So I'm wondering if you would share with me and you guys can just, just let me know who wants to go first on this, but, um, has it ever felt uncomfortable or scary for you to lean into your niche or be bold or say any of these things out loud? I just love to hear from you, either your experience of that, or even like a specific situation where it came up and what it was like. Tell us all about it. I'll go first on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's hear it. I saw so, just on your Instagram the other day, it was like, check your boobs, right? And it had like, <laughs> the boobs are right there. <laughs> yep. Like, yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I knew that I wanted to coach on this topic probably like three years ago, mm -hmm. but I was really nervous to lean into that even though I knew it's what I wanted and I knew I felt really strongly, like it was what I was supposed to do. It's mm -hmm. just kind of interesting how we're still like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Cause I did, I had a lot of fear of what like my friends would think, what my family would think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's part of what I was wondering for you. What was it mostly the fear of what people would think? Was it fear of the niche not working? Like what, what were all the things that came up? For yes. You? All of the mm -hmm. above. Mm -hmm. Like I, I mean, I heard from people very close to me saying, are you sure that there's a market for that? Mm, yeah. And so I was kind of like, even though I knew that it was, mm -hmm. I mean, if there was such thing as a menstrual coach, when I was in junior high, my mom would have hired her on the spot, mm. you know? Yes. Yes. And so I, I knew that there needed to be somebody there. Yes. And I felt like there's nobody better than me. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's true, right? And of course they're there. I think sometimes we think we need everyone to buy into whatever we're, we're selling or whatever we're offering, but we yeah. actually don't. We need a very small amount of people who need what we're offering. Right. So yeah. true. So mm -hmm. true because the two people that said, are you sure that there's a market for that? Where my husband love him. He's amazing. <laughs> he doesn't have him, issues but... with his menstrual cycle. Right. So. <laughs> Not my ideal client. Right. Right. And then my 75 year old mother again, yeah. <laughs> Not my ideal client. <laughs> but their voices can seem so loud, right? Oh, totally. Because yeah. it's like you want them to believe in you. Yeah. You know, and of course, my husband did follow up with if there's anybody that can make it work, Ashley, it's you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, for me, it was just kind of like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to yeah. do, or I'm going to at least play with it. Yeah. So I kind of like dabbled in it for a little bit, you know, like I would just get on Instagram and talk a little bit about my cycle and maybe some things that I had tried to help my PMS or whatever. Yeah. And that's what I was getting a response to from yes. my audience. People were wanting more of that. 
And then the people that were like, what, Ashley, like, this is bizarre. They just unfollowed. And I was like, yeah, great. yeah, great. You know, I think like, go follow my personal account. If you want to hear like all the joys in my life, if you yeah. want to know about periods, <laughs> stay here, <laughs> stay here. Yeah. Well, I want to highlight some things because I think there are so many important things to notice here for coaches building their businesses. And one thing is you said, like, I knew it, right? I knew inside, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I'm called to do, however you would say it. And yet we can question that based on what other people say or listening to an expert or all of the fear that comes up. And, you know, I always say it's it's important to listen to experts and to take in knowledge and information. But at the end of the day, you have to check in with yourself, Right. And I love that, Ashley, that you say you just kind of almost tiptoed into it, right? Like leaning into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so for all of you listening, if there are those things, and I know I experienced this too, where I was going down a path with my business and I had my book written and I loved it and I was getting all this traction. And I feel like I betrayed myself, honestly, because I listened to someone saying, you know, that niche isn't specific enough. And I ended up moving away from it. And I, it's actually a decision I really regret in my business. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to stay stuck in regret, right? So I see the value in it. And if anything, it's a really good lesson for me that I do need to always listen here. But yeah, I love that you just know that you felt it inside. And I hope all of the coaches listening can remember that because it's a big deal, right? It's, it's such a big deal. And I think, you know, that's when I wanted to get on Instagram. That's when I wanted to talk about coaching was when I was talking about hormones and periods. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I wanted to talk about. And that's the thing too, is like your business has to light you up. I think it's gotta be, it's got to have that like passion and that purpose behind it. So absolutely love it. Okay. Who's next? Something bold, something scary. (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) I guess I'll go. Um, so I actually, this was not my niche when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started, it was more just women who were struggling in their marriage and contemplating divorce because mm-hmm. I had been through a divorce. Yeah. But I was noticing that a lot of women needed help with sex when I was coaching them. Mm-hmm. And I had done two episodes of my podcast that were more sexual in nature, and they were by far are my most downloaded podcasts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I I actually went on a girl's trip with a bunch of other coaches. And by the end of the weekend, they were like, Amanda, you have to change your niche to sex because we have learned more from you in a weekend than we have Mm. in 15, 20 years of marriage. Yeah. It was a little scary at first. And especially, I mean, you know, my, with my family background, like my parents are not supportive of me, Mm, you mm -hmm, know, they weren't mm -hmm. supportive of me being a life coach, let alone a sex coach. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, it's funny, we will go like over for family dinner and they'll go around the table and ask every single person, like how work is going, how their life is going. And they skip over me. Like they won't even talk about it. And like about a year ago, my dad even pulled me into his office. Like I was a teenager. He was like, we need to have a talk Mm -hmm. and was like, you know, I'm sure you're doing, you know, good in the world, but don't ever, ever, ever post about on Facebook. It's embarrassing for me and your mother. Mm, Yeah. And so like, there's not that support. I I mean, even now. Yeah. My husband was a little reluctant at first. He's very much an introvert, but Mm -hmm. he's super supportive 
he doesn't want to get into the day-to-day details, but he's really supportive, you know, mm-hmm. of my business at this point. Although like anytime we meet anybody new, they're like, you know, what do you do? And he goes, oh no, here we go again, because they, mm-hmm. he knows it's going to be like the entire topic of conversation. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, I imagine that's been kind of hard, not having your parents, not just not supportive, but almost like telling you to kind of keep it small. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I would Mm -hmm. love to have their support, but I know what I'm doing is the right thing. I I, I feel very called to do this work. And so even though they aren't supportive of that, they like, I know that it's the right thing for me. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's so powerful, right? To have that certainty in yourself, no matter what. Yeah. And what I think is so fascinating as I'm asking you all this, when I first brought up the question of when it's been hard, you all started nodding your heads. And to be honest, when I wrote these questions, like thinking about this interview, I was like, I don't think it's been hard for any of them. They're so bold. Like it's so <laughs> obvious that they're comfortable and confident in this niche. So it's so fascinating to hear. And I think helpful for people also listening who maybe have felt some worries or insecurities. So, Yeah. yeah. All right, I think Ashton. it just gets easier. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Molly. I think it just gets easier the more and more you talk about it. Yeah. As yeah, you know, totally. Like to me, there's nothing to be ashamed about. <laughs> um, you know, this is how we were created to be. Like women aren't supposed to feel or be like men or act like men. Yeah. And so for me, like the more and more I started talking about it the more and more I felt more comfortable and I started talking about bigger things Mm -hmm. and, you know, and it Mm -hmm. just felt, I think that your audience appreciates that they don't want you tiptoeing around. That's right. That's exactly right. Yes. And I think also, Amanda, I know for you saying those, you know, episodes where you talked about sex were some of your most popular. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that especially in that conservative community, it is something that they're craving, like yes. understanding or talking about because they don't have a place to do that. Yes. So everybody's yeah. afraid to Google things because they're yeah. afraid of what might they might come across. I yeah. Like, yes. I Google a ton of stuff and I've really rarely ever come across something that I really didn't want to see. So yeah. like, yeah. but they want a trusted source that will yes. give them the information without them having to delve into things that maybe they don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. Ashton, tell us. <laughs> oh, tell us all the things. <laughs> I love that they're, you picked a good crew because I know, right? Common threads, like so many of the things that they're saying, I identify with. Um, for me, it was a very challenging shift mm-hmm. in this niche uh, for a lot of reasons, but one in particular was I was a a macro coach for six Mm -hmm. years. I built Mm -hmm. a business doing that. I did it with a couple of my really good friends. And so that transition came with a lot of what I say, a lot of personal and professional costs. The community that I had kind of built my business around and this uh, brand that I had built was built on what I had, obviously what I had done before. And so Mm -hmm. making that transition it was terrifying. Mm, terrifying. Yeah, I bet. And, I and were think- you so like, I know you have quite a few Instagram followers. Were you already, I mean, that all started before you became an intuitive eating coach? Yes. So yeah, my, okay. my business, my brand, my Instagram, everything was built off of 
this initial niche of, mm-hmm. uh, of fat loss, weight loss, mm-hmm. uh, helping women with food and their body through tracking their macros. And so making that transition was terrifying, but I can't remember if it was Ashley that said this, but that feeling of like, this is my truth almost like, this is what I feel called to do. This is what I need to do. And I feel like when I was at that point of deciding, do I do this? I mean, there was a part of me that was like, do I just shut it all down? Do I kind Mm. of put on display like my transition? Because a lot of it was really personal. And so that was really challenging. And it ruffled a lot of feathers, Mm. (laughs) a lot of feathers. And uh, in terms of your like other your business relationships. Or, I mean, as far as business relationships, um, and even referring to like my, uh, my partners, they, they were so supportive, like they Mm. were so supportive and Mm -hmm. I was so appreciative of that and they're open to talking about this. So they wouldn't be uncomfortable with me Mm -hmm. sharing, but the progression of that shift happening, it's just so funny how it progresses. Right. Because as it, as I continued to transition, it got a little bit harder and harder. Right. Mm. And you can realize, oh, there are some things that we, that we disagree on. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no way to tiptoe around it anymore. And yeah. I think that was what was challenging was that this realization of actually, we believe different things now, like yeah. approach things differently. And so that required a lot of processing and like working through that but it was really challenging and i would be lying if i didn't acknowledge that making that transition into that niche it ruffled a lot of feathers people didn't like it i lost a lot of followers mm-hmm. got a lot of mean messages mm-hmm. uh, and i had a lot of people who were in my who supported me mm-hmm. and led me through it and sent mm-hmm. like very encouraging messages so but i did it and follow through with it because of what Ashley said. Like, there's mm-hmm. just, there's this, like, what was I supposed to do? Not yeah. share it because of fear of what other people thought, because it did go against the grain. Um, and I know that Amanda said this too, like people need this message. That's and right. Message isn't for everyone. And I know that my message might not be for everyone and everyone might not agree with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm at peace with that. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to convince everyone. I'm not trying to change everyone's mind. I'm yeah. just trying to speak to the group of people that need to hear it. That need you. And I would imagine when you switched that there were some followers that actually probably felt a huge sense of relief and this sense of this is exactly what I need. I don't know if you heard any of that, but my guess is that that would be true. Yeah, of course it was true. But yeah, yeah. Like our brains want to focus on, you know, like Ashley said, the, or Amanda, like the, the, the people that don't support you or the people yeah. that don't agree with you. So for a while, that's all that my brain was wanting to focus on because mm-hmm. they want to be safe. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, where are my, where are the people that are disagreeing with me? And, mm-hmm. you know, but with time, I was mm-hmm. able to see actually there's so many people that support and need this message. Yeah. Um, and so focusing on that was really helpful. 
Yeah, because I do think it's so needed. I mean, I know just from reading your posts just on Instagram, it's really helped me to um, kind of relax and let go of some ways that I've been pretty, I don't know, maybe a little, I don't know if I'd say perfectionist necessarily, but um, just really having an intense relationship with food and what I'm putting in my body. And I think that, in fact, I was reading through, I was doing this workbook this weekend on some things and kind of, you know, making some shifts in your life. And at the beginning, it talked about like putting together a diet plan and so specific. And I just, I'm like, I'm skipping these. These pages are not for me. This is not what I need. And so I think to your point, for some people, they may benefit from a different approach than yours for sure, right? Because they need something different. But for the people that need what you offer, it's a breath of fresh air, I think, after probably a lot of years of, you know, internal torture. And I think that's what we're all trying to do, right? Like we're all trying to help our people find behaviors and thoughts and an approach to life that's going to be most helpful for them. And so, yeah, totally, totally. Okay. Love it. This is so good. So tell me, um, I'd love to know from each of you some of the biggest challenges for you in your business. Now, I know we talked a little bit about kind of the challenge of leaning into this niche, but this can kind of be anything really. Oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Amanda. I had to call on us, Molly. So I, I will. Know. Okay, I'll call on you. I feel like I don't want to like micromanage you, but I'll call on you. Amanda, you're first. Go ahead. I'll just be really polite. We'll try and let the other person go first. I know. Stop being polite. (laughs) Um, This may sound funny, but um, the biggest challenge I have found is actually selling my program from a webinar. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So as I'm trying to grow, right, I've been, I've probably done close to 40 webinars and I have sold very little Mm -hmm. from a webinar. Mm -hmm. And what I'm finding, because, you know, it's constantly tweaking and trying to figure out, you know, what's going to work and what isn't. And I found that my people really need that one-on-one connection with me. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm offering it, like I'm saying all the right things and it's all you know, exactly what they want to hear. And it's what the story is that's going on in their head. And they're like, yes, I want to do this. They still won't make the commitment without connecting with me personally first. Mm-hmm. And so like, if I, I found that most of my clients have been to probably six or seven of my webinars before Mm. they actually commit. And then most of them still sign up for a consultation with me just to Mm -hmm. get that final confirmation that yes, I can help them with Mm -hmm. their story. Because like Mm -hmm. once they come to the consultation, it's pretty much a guarantee that they're going to be my client. So that's what I have found has been the hardest for me. Mm -hmm. But because of the way that I've structured my business, I, I mean, I do group coaching and then they move into a membership when they're done with the 12 week intensive. Mm-hmm. I have time in my schedule mm-hmm. to, to do those consultations, to get mm-hmm. that one-on-one with them mm-hmm. and get them all moved in. And so I think mm-hmm. that has been really key for my business. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think, especially in that space, it's so personal and yes. kind of vulnerable, right? Yes. And so yes. I think that's nice. And then for you just knowing, okay, the webinars serve a purpose, but maybe not that purpose. So you know where they fit in your business plan. Yes. Yes. And you know that, I mean, originally my goal was like, okay, I want to stop doing consultations and just sell from the webinar. And after doing (laughs) probably close to 40, like this is not working the way that I'd wanted. So Mm -hmm. let's tweak it and I, and tweak it. And then it works 
wonderfully. Yeah. Yeah. And I think over time that can shift and change too, because I know in, in my business and our partnership, like we've leaned into, let's try this. We're like, okay, that didn't work yet. Right. Or our business isn't at that point yet where this works. So yeah, Yeah. it's kind of changes as well. Love it. All right. Ashton, what about you? Challenging thing in your business? Other than everything we just talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I think I would say just the structure of it, because coming from what I was doing before, we had a a monthly membership. Mm-hmm. And so when I, you know, transitioned, allowed myself space to heal and then decided, okay, I do want to pursue this. I want to keep helping women with this. So mm-hmm. I decided that and I said, where do I start? I was so familiar with a membership that I said, let's do a membership, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. It didn't do well. Right. So I think figuring out the structure, like, it's so fun to hear Amanda, like say this, I'm like, Oh, that's very, you know, that's so mm-hmm. interesting. Like I mm-hmm. love back because it's just navigating the structure of a complete new business. And yeah. so I, I find myself battling the way that I did things before in my old mm-hmm. business with coming up with what is best for my business now mm-hmm. and now and what do they need? And so I, I coach one-on-one now, and that just seems to be what is working best right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe readdressing a membership in the future, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I'm just in this space where I'm having, it's kind of like what my, what my business is like intuitive eating. Like I'm trying to be intuitive with my business. And mm-hmm. I know that the coaching collective is about that, which is yes. fun to be a fly on the wall for because being in tune with your ideal life and what works for you, mm-hmm. I've really had to shift into, instead of thinking about what am I supposed to do? What's the structure that a business mm-hmm. is supposed to look like? And instead thinking about what works best for me, like what's mm-hmm. going to work best for the people that I'm I'm working with mm-hmm. now and the place that they're in. Um, and so that's probably been the biggest challenge for me is just like, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah. Which really, I think the reality is just requires a little bit of space and experimentation, right? And I love that, like leaning into, you know, how do I like to do business? How do I like to reach my clients? What do my people in their stage of life or with their challenges, what do they need? And so I love that we can both bring our intuition and our preferences and leave a little bit of room for a lot of options and also make space to try things out, right? Figure it out as we go. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Ashley, how about you? I can agree with all of this that's been said because (laughs) I guess because our niches are so, um, they require a lot of individual attention, I think. And Mm -hmm. because I also tried a group program and I didn't sell it for very long, but it did not take me long to realize this isn't going to be like my client needs individual attention because Mm -hmm. One woman may have had a hysterectomy. One woman may have gone through menopause. One woman may have an IUD. One, you know, it's like their cycles are so individual. And I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to give them that individual attention. Mm-hmm. And not every woman is comfortable talking about her cycle mm-hmm. or her situation in front of other mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And 
coming back to what Ashton said about intuitive business, like I just, I love the one-on-one coaching. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because everyone has a different way that they really prefer to coach. And if you love the one-to-one, it's kind of a big deal to pay attention to that. For sure. And so I was thinking, why am I forcing this Mm -hmm. when it doesn't feel good for me? And I don't even think that it's going to be that beneficial for the client. Mm -hmm. I think that they need the one-to-one coaching. So that's definitely been something that has become very apparent to me over the past few months. I think also constraining my information. Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. so much information Mm -hmm. in my head and I want to just give it all. Mm-hmm. I understand I that feeling. Give it all. Yeah. And, but it's the things that are very, very basic. Like the other day, the, the post that I did that you're talking about, about how to do a breast exam, a self-breast mm-hmm. exam, like those, that's very basic information, but that posted so well, you know, women need to be reminded of the oh, basics yeah. and the things yeah. that I just kind of think, oh, that's nothing. That's just Mm -hmm. so everybody knows that everybody knows how to track their cycle. No, Mm -hmm. like that. Those are the things that women need to hear and reminded of. So that's also been something that I've had to really remind myself of and come back to. Yeah. I love hearing from all of you, how you're kind of using your own your own way that you like doing things and, you know, of like the individual or um, how you really like to connect with people. I know just for me, what's been fun over time in my business and my joint business too, is how it continues to evolve as well. And sometimes in my business, there have been ways where I've had some ways of doing group stuff while also having the individual component. And so I just love that there are a lot of different ways that you can bring it all together. So love it. Yes. I I will say that I love to teach. Mm -hmm. And so I will often have a class or a masterclass, a course, mini Mm -hmm. course, whatever you want to call it. And when I offer the course, I always offer a mini session included in the price of the course Mm -hmm. that you can sign up after you take the course so that we can talk about how to implement because anybody Mm -hmm. can consume information. Right, right. Yeah. I love it. Like such a smart idea. What do you do with that information? How does this apply to me? My cycles are all over the place or I've already gone through menopause or whatever it might be. And so then that gives me an opportunity to have that one-on-one to give that one-on-one attention to Mm -hmm. the woman um, and show her how she really can use this information. Cause I don't want to just be a talking head. I want them to be able to use this information. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. See why I picked all of you ladies. (laughs) You're so, you're just so good. I love it. Okay. So I want to ask you one more question. And then of course I want everyone to know where they can find you, but I would love to hear from each of you kind of what your vision is for your business or even just what's next for your business. So Ashton, I'm going to pick on you first. Hey, My vision for my business, this is so funny because when you told us the questions, this is probably the one that I actually struggled with the most was my my business because I think I'm still in this phase of it's still relatively new and figuring out what do I want for this business. But it is definitely what I do know is that it is driven by wanting to empower women. Like what Mm -hmm. you said at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. I am so motivated 
by that, by helping women get out of the mud of mm-hmm. happy relationships with their body and with mm-hmm. food, because this ties back to what we kind of alluded to before. It's what Ashley alluded to before, which is we've kind of become the experts in this niche, right? And we mm-hmm. forget that women want the basics with this stuff mm-hmm. because they're so, they're where we used to be. They're so consumed with in my niche, consumed with thoughts about their body, body and food fixation. What's the right way? What do I eat? How do I change my body? It needs to look better. I need to be smaller. I need to lose more weight. Oh, my my cellulite, my arms, my... It's just, it's never ending and it's consuming. Mm-hmm. And when you're in it, it's hard to see a way out. And so I'm so motivated by being the person that can just provide even a little bit of objectivity and hope and perspective that it doesn't have to be this way. Your relationship with food and your body doesn't have to suck. It can be better. And there is a different way to view it and to think about it. So right now, when I think about the vision for my business, I feel like as as long as I stay aligned with that and in tune with that, that things will fall into place as they should. And that I'll be guided to like the best way to structure my business, but having mm-hmm. that at the core and being the motivator for the vision. is Yeah. Kind of I love that. Right. Because we might think, Oh, well, the Molly wants to know like, okay, what are all the details or what exactly is everything going to look like? What's my plan? Right. But, um, but I love that you're just driven by that passion. And I agree when you stay aligned with that and you just keep moving forward, I think it can unfold into what it needs to be. And just for what it's worth, I mean, I know that it's been really scary for you to step into this niche and, but you are giving a gift to so many women. Like I say, I mean, I know for me, it's been so helpful and I can't tell you how many people I've told to go, go check out your Instagram. I'm like, it's it's the best thing. It's exactly what you need. Go follow her immediately. So, all right. How about you, Amanda? Tell us about your vision. Yeah, I think, you know, when I, this is not my first business. I actually majored in entrepreneurship in college. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I love, I love being able to structure businesses in a way that serves me and serves my family. Mm, And when it's not doing that, then it's not working. And so right now, what is working is exactly what I'm just going to keep on doing because it's providing me what I, I think it's providing my clients what they need. Mm-hmm. And it's providing me what I want and need from it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm making enough money that I'm really happy with what that's doing. And I still have plenty of time for my family and mm-hmm. friends and myself, which I think is so, so important. I know you talk about it a lot, finding that balance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I structure my business. So I have very strict hours mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're while my kids are at school. Mm-hmm. And then I have one night a week that I work while they're um, at a church activity. But mm-hmm. other than that, like I am free to be mm-hmm. open for my family, my kids mm-hmm. after school and on the weekends. I have a daughter who plays uh, three sports <laughs> mm-hmm. and she keeps us really, really busy. And before, um, before I started this business, my husband and I had a business together and it was so intense and he would work all day. And then we would work like every evening and every weekend. Mm. And we didn't get to play 
a lot. And so I was like, I'm going to start this business so that I can do it during the day. And that way we can have our time with our kids in the afternoon and weekends. And my husband, and I love to fish. And so I'm like, eventually we're going to buy a cabin up in the mountains and we can fish, but I can still coach at the same time. Cause I'll have internet. Like yeah, I'd let, that's as, right. long as, <laughs> as long as I can have the life that I want, then I'm going to keep my business exactly as it is. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Right. That's what, that's what I always say. You want to create, figure out what you want your life to be yeah. and then make sure your business supports that life and yes. not the other way around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. How about you, Ashley? I just want to continue talking about periods. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want. I don't Perfect. feel like it's asking too much. No, um, <laughs> no, I, but I do. I want to just keep the discussion going and keep it open and provide that space for women where they know that they can come to my Instagram mm-hmm. and learn. They mm-hmm. can learn basics. They can learn, learn more advanced. They can know that they're not alone mm-hmm. in it. And they can really, really come into the knowing that their hormones aren't a problem, that mm-hmm. everything is right about them. And their hormones are really their superpowers. Mm. Sounds a little cheesy, but it's true. It's I true. love it because I think, I think as women, we have such so many negative thoughts about it. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is, I've even built my business around my hormones, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like I literally let my hormones guide how I run my business, you know, and because there are natural times in our cycle where we're going to feel more introverted mm-hmm. and that, so that's when I do, you know, the behind the scenes parts of my business, there's other, like when you're ovulating, that's when you're more extroverted. So that's when I do podcasts and when I, you know, get mm-hmm. on Instagram all the time, because I feel that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. I'm not like working against and I'm not forcing myself yes. to do anything. Yeah. And you know what? I think I just want to highlight this because I know I feel like as coaches, because we do so much cognitive work, that sometimes we fight against ourselves in that yes. way, right? Yes. Like, so rather than working with your flow and your home, not flow in that sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> Like working with all that is you to be effective. Why Mm -hmm. not do that instead of just think, oh, I just need to think differently about this and like power through or fight against it. No, not at all. So 100%. 100%. I mean, we're all familiar with the model, right? I think the model is just missing one little thing and that's hormones. (laughs) (laughs) Because hormones are going to trump the model every day, every day of the week. (laughs) So awesome. Well, you all are so inspiring. Thanks for being here because I'm guaranteed that my listeners feel a little bit inspired, if not a lot inspired. And you guys are just all really good examples. I think of leaning into what feels powerful and true for you and purposeful. And I just think there's a lot of power in that. So thank you so much for being here. And I do want to go around so that everyone can, I make sure everyone knows where to find you. Amanda, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Amanda Ladder Coaching. My podcast is called Sex for Saints and my website is amandalouder.com. Awesome. Love it. Ashley, how about you? So I am at Ashley Sorensen coaching on Instagram. That's where I share all the good stuff. And then I do have a podcast called a bit better every day. 
And I do have a masterclass coming up next month, all about hormones and exercise. So to learn more about that, you can check it out on Instagram. Awesome. Love it. Ashton, how about you? You can find me on Instagram at that Ashton Barrett. And that's all I'll give you because that's where I live. Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much, ladies, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast. You can check out www.thecoachingcollective.com for info about the ultimate program for coaches building a business. To find out more about Molly, you can visit www.mollyclaire.com. Thank you.